Welcome to Party Party Yeah, the show that brings you all BTS-related news, information, discussion topics, and more every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'm Tola. I'm Mariah. I'm Taylor. And today we're talking about Jimin's face EP during this week's session of Oh, Are You Late to the Face album, while also talking about Jimin's production diary on Weavers. We'll also take time to introduce a new segment called Do You Think It Makes Sense? A segment where we provide our list of our top five items to match a designated category and justify why we believe it does make sense. Then we'll wrap up this week's episode with a session of Could You Silence Your Cell Phone to get you updated on what's been going on with BTS this past week. Thanks for joining today's episode and stay tuned. Hello everyone, welcome back. We want to thank you all for returning for another episode of Party Party Yeah! Podcast. Let's start with Oh Are You Late to the album, a segment where we talk about past and present albums by BTS or individual members and list the song from our most to least favorite. Please note that these are our personal opinions, and although it's understandable that BTS makes great music, some songs may not hold equal standing to their album counterparts, at least in our opinion, and that's okay. In addition, we will be ranking each song out of five, which will be average to generate an overall personal album ranking out of five stars. Before we start, which song do you believe tops each other's list? Let's see how well we know each other. Okay, so I, who I'm not losing this time. <laughs> I, <lost laughs> time. <laughs> I think Mariah actually got Taylor's top right. Or maybe Taylor got Mariah's top right last time. Yeah, so yeah. I'm coming back with the fire. So for Taylor, I thought that she would enjoy Alone. And then for Mariah, I thought that she would enjoy Set Me Free Part 2. That's my guesses. And I'm sticking with them. All right. So for Taylor, I thought Set Me Free Part 2. And for Tola, I thought Set Me Free Part 2. So hopefully that's right. (laughs) For Mariah, I had... For Mariah, I had Like Crazy. And for Tola, I had... Let me free part two. Okay. Did anyone get it right? So, Tola, you got mine right. Let me free part two. two. Yes. Anybody else? Anybody else get it right? No, I don't think so. Wait, Taylor, you said for me which one set me free? Yes, set me free. Okay. Yeah, no. Sorry. All right, Mariah, let's we'll start with your list then. <laughs> I will say. Sorry. I will say. Uh, Mariah, you got mine right. Set me free part two. Oh, yay. Okay, cool, cool. So my list, top number one off the face album, hands down. Mm -hmm. No crumbs left. Set me free part two. Okay. Easy. I agree. It was so good. Like, it's kind of what I expected, but not what I was expecting. So it just made it, like, not predictable, but, like, Kind of predictable. I don't know. I just, I didn't even know how to put it into words. That's how good it was. And I was raving about it. I think to you guys, um, literally right after it came out. <laughs> so, and the music video and everything just with it, the choreography, I just, it was just so good to me. <laughs> Next is, so I rated that five out of five. Sorry. Okay. 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 So number two on my list is Alone. I didn't think I was going to like this one too much when I first heard it, but as I kept playing it, I started to like it more. I think this is when we get, you know, Jimin's voice featured a lot more um, when it comes to the ballad aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It was just a good, like, I could, like, play it on repeat. So I gave that one a four out of five. Okay. Next is Like Crazy. And I was between Like Crazy and Face Off for this. I like mm-hmm. Like Crazy because it's different. I think it gives like, I don't know, like disco like vibes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Face Off, I like the lyrics of Face Off. Like I just like the whole overall vibe of it. But I think I would play Like Crazy more in my car. So Like Crazy, I gave four out of five. And then Face Off coming in at number four, I gave a three out of five. Okay. And then since we're including Like Crazy, the English version, 
I added that um, as my fifth. Mm-hmm. That's a three out of five. I only ranked that low because I'm like they're Korean pop stars. Like I'm not going to put the English version at the very top for mm-hmm. me. And then um, number six, Interlude Dive, um, because it wasn't really an actual song song. So that's just at the bottom of my list, naturally. So overall, overall yeah. yeah, I rated I rated the album a 3.7 out of five, which I would say like a four out of five. I think it's overall really good. Like we got some aspects that we were predictable from Jimin, which we wanted to hear. And then we had some aspects were aspects that were unpredictable from him, which was very refreshing. So I think there was a it was a good balance of both, which made the overall album pretty, pretty good. What were the unpredictable aspects you were referring to, in your opinion, like for you? Well, him like cussing, like so <laughs> like set me free. We'll get into that with the production diary. You said what? I said we'll get into that with the production diary. I know, right? <laughs> and then and face off, like I just I don't know, but just like the the tone of it was like he's over it, like mm-hmm. like he was giving mature Jimin. Which I guess we did expect, but I didn't expect it in that way. Like Jimin is more like shy. Um, I could I expect that from like Suga or like Namjoon, you know, people who are more uh, extroverted in their lyrics. Mm-hmm. Not really Jimin, so I thought that was very like um, relatable, you know. Yeah. Okay. Hey, what about your list? Uh, my list. So I had "Set Me Free" Part Two was number one. Mm-hmm. And that was a five out of five for me. Uh-huh. Hence why it made it to the very top of my list. <laughs> my second one was a face off. And this one was also a five out of five. I will say it, it moved up. I think the more I like listened to like the entire album, but mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that's just one song that when I'm like wanting something very upbeat, it's like one of my go-to songs now. So yeah, that's why it has ranked so high for me. Um, number three was Like Crazy, and that one I scored a four out of five. The one next one after that was Alone, that one I gave a four out of five as well. And then Like Crazy, the English version was a three out of five. I agree with Mariah, I couldn't rank the English version over the, the Korean version, and I think I didn't listen to it as much when I was first like listening to the songs like I definitely listened to the Korean version more Mm -hmm. and then I um eventually went back and started listening to that one too I was like well I guess I gotta listen to it and also it's a good way to also learn the lyrics so but Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I I definitely listened to the Korean version more so that one was a three out of five for me and then the interlude dive yeah last one same thing because it was just an interlude but it was very well done and so I gave it like a three out of five yeah Overall, my score was a four out of five. I was surprised Alone wasn't that high on your list. I am too, because that was my that was my my song for you. So I was well initially. I did really like it more, up, but uh, again, it was like kind of as I started listening to more of the album, like they just moved around more. And I think the only reason I originally liked Alone as higher was because it was a little bit more of that softer song, but I don't know, then I just realized I like the other songs more. But I will say, give an honorable mention off to the side to uh, the letter slash Dear Army that Jimin did. I really, I really, really liked that song. That was one song I was, because again, it goes into that. It's a softer song, um, more of a ballad and stuff. And it was definitely one that I wanted to hear from Jimin on the album, because as much as like all those other songs were very upbeat. And I was like, I really want something that sounds like that showcases his voice like I said of liking those kinds of songs and so when I heard the hidden track of Letter Dear Army I was so happy it was so pretty and so good so I would definitely if I could rank it it would be that one would be number two on my list if I could rank it in this so you said overall you had a four out of five for the whole album if I just had a five stars yes it would still be four out of five Five stars all right what about you Tola all right, so <laughs> the top of my list was actually like crazy. The Korean okay. version, let me say that. That was, I don't know, it just, it, it, 
it was an immediate five out of five. Like I just had fun listening to it. I enjoyed the vibe of the song. I just felt like the direction of this album in general, I felt like he emoted whatever emotions he was trying to portray. Like it was very much, I'm in the club, but I'm going through a few different emotions at the same time. I don't know how to describe that properly, but that's what it gave. Yeah, different facets of his experience. Yes, yes. And I do, well, I guess we'll get into that more when we talk about the um, the production diary. But I will say because of that, this song was a five out of five too, because I feel like just watching the process um, helped as well. Okay, so yeah, that was a five out of five song for me. Alone was also another five out of five, and it was my number two song on the album. I really like how they described it as a sorrowful dance party because that is exactly what it gave. Yeah. I I saw that description. I was like, I don't know why I just want to dance and vibe, but also like I'm in my feelings. And I told y'all about not wanting to go into the colder months sad, but (laughs) I might be okay with this one. Okay. (laughs) Right. It was good. Yes, it was. It was very good. I I just, I really liked everything that it was giving. And also I I liked, um, I don't know. I just feel like it was a great way to display his vocal prowess. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. Layering and things like that, that they added to the song. It just like kept saying oh my gosh like he's so capable of this and then he goes and he adds a little bit of something to it and it's like oh my goodness like it just keeps getting better for me um although it did not like I feel like overall though even though they're both five out of five songs like crazy still you know was number one for me um my number two song was actually set me free part two okay Um, I really liked it I can hear the Supreme Boy. I heard that Supreme Boy influence in there. I'm not playing with y'all. As soon as I heard that little bit of bass and that little bit of um to it, I said, wait, let me scroll down to the bottom. <laughs> I know, I know when I when his when he touches a piece of work, like right. you, you know, that's like that low-key honorary eighth BTS member in my heart because he's coming through. <laughs> So I that that made the track like crazy for me. I felt like it it delivered suave hype vibes. Um yeah, so that that was that. And I gave that song a four out of five. Five mm-hmm. yeah, a four out of five stars. My number five was like crazy, the English version. <laughs> it's still pretty high on the list, which is funny because you know it it outranks a, a little bit of the other songs or the two other songs. But I I liked the English version, though I preferred it in Korean. Mm. It was still serving. It was still giving the emotions that it intended to give. So that yeah. came at a three out of five for me, as did Face Off. Now, the melody of Face Off, I really enjoyed it. It was nice. It was something that I like envisioned getting ready to on a like a get ready with me type of playlist thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like something that I'm like casually listening to while I'm just going about my day and and doing things. But that was pretty much all that I could like envision myself doing when listening to the song. And that's why Face Off is at my number five. And that has a three out of five stars. Not a bad ranking. Lastly was the interlude, dive, three out of five. I feel like that's self-explanatory. So overall, um my album ranking came to a 3.83 out of five okay so we're all pretty similar like Uh, around that four out of five range basically then definitely Mm -hmm. that's how you know it's overall a really good album oh yeah yeah exactly I was like I think that's pretty good to anything that's over I feel like even three out of five stars is still a pretty solid album yeah. I think anything that's over like a 3.5 for me personally is something that I really enjoy. Like I can mm-hmm. I can say, oh, I, I absolutely enjoyed that album. Even if it had like some misses in my opinion, if it's over a 3.5 rating, like it has strong hitters, like it has heavy hitters. Agreed. I will Agreed. say my only only critique was I just wish there was more songs. Yeah. yeah. Anyone, does anyone know like why he didn't do that many? Mm-hmm. Watching the process I don't and I know it probably didn't like span I know there's probably more days that went into it but that's a lot of work 
Yeah. <laughs> a lot of emotional whiplash. Yeah. I can understand why it might have just been sex. Yeah. 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 And that was that was gonna be my guess too. Uh, I was thinking that if anything, it might have just came down to timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like also Jamin was very particular with his yeah. work when he was working on this. So it could have really just been him like, mm, you know, I don't feel like this matches the story or the scenario that we're trying to deliver. And therefore, I don't think the song is necessary to this story, but yeah, could have packed it away for another album. It was more yeah. part of the production process. Mm-hmm. Now that we've discussed how we felt about the face EP, we're going to discuss Jimin's production diary on Weverse. This is just a recap and our discussion about what we watched. So please, we encourage you to go and watch it for yourself. Yep. yep, yep, yep. So what did you guys think? I loved it. Um, there's something about just like artists in general in a docu-series, documentary, diary, biopic, whatever setup that I just gobble up like I'm eating for days. Loved it. I think it was just very interesting to see that process um, play out. Um, I One of the things I wrote down in like my little notes was that I never really considered the emotional whiplash artists have to put themselves in when they're writing and crafting these lyrics, especially when they like have hands in, you know, the writing and the development side of it. They have to like emit those emotions. So there was one scene where Jimin is um, singing. I don't know if it was like one of the overlays for alone or like a soft portion of the song or something. But instead of sitting in the chair, this man sat on the floor and he was huddled in the corner. He looked like sad, like yes. he put oh, himself yeah. in yeah. that like feeling. And I was like, wait, this yeah. this is art. <laughs> Both <laughs> But you're really pulling that emotion and that feeling out of you. I think he even said that's like what he has to do Mm -hmm. to deliver the feeling that he wanted to portray through the song. Because as y'all saw, Alone seemed to be like the song he really struggled with because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's writing for a ballad. I guess it's just known amongst artists that that's a difficult thing to do. So on top of that, him being a low-key perfectionist, at least from that's that's what I picked up, him wanting to create something that was perfect and a ballad while he strike like it was just mm, I like that song process specifically the most, but that's like my major highlight. Yeah, I thought it was excellent too. I think all the boys, you know, putting out these documentaries, it's it's a way for army to kind of see all the work that you know goes behind it um I think his was more like raw and longer um with the other boys that we've seen so far like they were a little bit shorter when it comes to behind the scenes but more about like their traveling and everything but it was really really cool to see the behind the scenes for a longer period of time of each song like I thought that was very eye-opening of like how much they actually are part of the production of it like when Jimin was playing like that childhood song on his piano like that mm-hmm. made it onto the actual album mm-hmm. I just thought that was so funny like it was just something that he ha- had in his in his head and he just started playing it for fun and then the producer was like oh yeah we'll use that <laughs> like I just I thought it was cool that like little noises that they would just make and things like that could you know end up in the song so yeah overall I thought it was really good eye-opening um, there's a lot of work that goes into it um, that we can finally kind of visualize of, you know. Was that P-Dog? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, I think he produces a lot of their. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. I just wanted to be sure before I started saying. It yeah. was like P-Dog, Ghost Loop. Yep. Um, one of the very. Evan, uh, Evan, I think was the other one. Evan, yeah. So yeah, it's it seems like like they have all really good chemistry. They never turn down like each other's like ideas. Like mm-hmm. it was just really. I think it was what the four of them that consistently wrote it. I know RM like kind of contributed his yeah. knowledge mm-hmm. and IQ expertise. Thank you, my man. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. But at the same time, like it seemed like it was the four of them, and as you said, they worked very. That's a well-oiled machine. It was yeah. really yeah. What about you, Ted? What did you think of it? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I I do love seeing all those like behind the scenes type of stuff too, and really get to see like the process. And I know it's like they, it seems like they all have very different processes from you know the other 
in, in comparison to like the other two documentaries we've seen, it seems like there's different processes that go into it. So it was just really interesting to see Jimin's process and everything that he got to do. And I liked that it was just, some of it seemed like it was just on his like phone camera or like a little handheld camera. And he just like plopped us in the room with him and was very candid. And we got to see like every little thing that was going on and in the room and when they were writing the lyrics and yeah like they were when they were just like hey let's just record this little thing or that little thing so it was, it was very interesting to watch yeah and p-dog was very like motivating i feel like to jimin like even though something might have sounded weird or you know doesn't sound like it should be part of a song to us like Jimmy would say little things or make little noises and he's like oh yeah let's use it let's use it can I tell you one of my favorite moments between P-Dog and Jimin so P-Dog and Jimin were writing lyrics I can't remember for maybe it was for set me free maybe it was I don't remember what is it like crazy but there was a line where he's like I tried to hide and that's what P-Dog said and Jimin's like I tried to run away and they were like bravo yes that's so much better yes that is it that's the line (laughs) yeah he was just like yeah he was so it was so cool like it was very open to what Jimin had to 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 say because I think he wanted Jimin to know like this is your album Mm -hmm. as much as like they all like it's all like a little bit of their baby they I feel like everybody has a firm understanding that like Jimin this is like your product this is your child so if you want to have like the overseeing creative difference and they probably respected and i mean i know the boys in general all pretty much like try to be hands-on with their albums as much as they mm-hmm. can like, he really respected like this whole sit down like they were really embracing the the process of making the music but also like having drinks and like really bonding mm-hmm. with each other because i feel like you mm-hmm. can't make something good if you're not somehow connected or in tune with the people that you're doing it with yeah, yeah. there was a point and I think it was set me free part two if I can remember mm-hmm. I forget but it was a point where I think p-dog was offering like a, a type of style in the, the lyric like it was like more of like shouting and Jim was like eh, I don't know if that's gonna sound right mm-hmm. but he trusted the process and he did it and then it ended up being on the album so it's like they all had it was very intimate and they all have trust within each other Mm -hmm. it's cool I think another so I had like a few like different things that I really liked and I'm curious to know like which song process you guys kind of enjoyed watching the most I know I already told you guys I enjoyed watching alone but I also enjoyed like crazy and of course those were my two five-star songs on my (laughs) album rating but I think overall, now I want to say like crazy might have been my favorite process to watch because I think that's the one in my notes I'm talking about. They were layering the vocals on the track and he used so many different styles of layering that it sounds so cool. And I think even they were like very impressed and they were getting excited with the end product and it kind of made me want to like step back and think about the times where we may hear layering on like their other tracks and things like that. and it made me think that that process has to be spontaneous. You know, like they have to decide in that moment as they're going through, let's layer on, let's let's add another set of vocals on top of this. Let's add like a whole different line on top of this one, you know? Like yeah. it's never something that you can just have, well, maybe it is something you can have planned out, but I feel like it's a gem when they do it in that moment and that's how at least it seemed they were kind of coming up with it too. Cause as you said, P-Dog would suggest, you know, why don't we try this? Why don't we try this? And I'm sure like some of the other guys did too. I don't know who was who in the room, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like, I don't know that, 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 those are my thoughts. So if y'all understood that, then thank you for following yeah. along. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I understood. My favorite process was face off. Cause I thought it was just so cute that Jimmy was playing that like, I I don't know if it's a childhood song but he just started playing something on the piano and he was saying how it was like the only thing he knew how to play on the piano and they actually used it at the beginning of Face Off Mm -hmm. and then they probably took aspects of it throughout the whole song but um, I just thought that it was super dope because it's you know something that he just thought of on the the fly and they Mm -hmm. just used it so that was a cool moment 
He definitely used spontaneity to his advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really like I liked seeing um him actually like in the studio when he was actually recording. I thought that was really cool to see him going through that process. And he was like, like, okay, I'm going to try this again. Okay, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to try this again. He was really like working his vocals and oh, like the right pitch and the right sound. And I, I liked hearing that process. And he has like very smooth vocals. But as you said, he was very picky in particular with that process. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like the equivalent of replaying. Like y'all know, like when you're playing a song in the car and you just like bodied a section, you just got to go mm-hmm. replay the song so you can rebody mm-hmm. it and rebody it and rebody it. Like, <laughs> you just got to keep singing that one part because you know you're going to kill it every time, but you want to make sure that you kill it in the way that the song deserves. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is what it gave me. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And also, I would like to say there was a very human part of the video that I just really loved. Y'all are going to be like, this is so random. But I said Jimin's humanity was confirmed when he kept, when he was having like that little writer's block moment and he kept circling the coffee table. And oh, yeah. like, well, sit down. Oh, yes. He, he's definitely a like wanderer when he's thinking he was right. that whole room for like an hour he was making me anxious too and i was like i'm with p-dog on this one like right. oh, <laughs> <sit down." laughs> so he's like i gotta move and think kind of person right he really was and he's like but you know this this actually helped for something else and when he like started like stop moving he kind of like sat down a little bit but then something came to him and I was like, okay, well, you do you because like I wouldn't need it to take a nap, take a like a siesta, a food break. I just I gotta get my thoughts together. It's not gonna come that quickly for me. Right. It's it's probably exhausting, like especially when you have like writer's block or you don't know like exactly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they could sit there and just do that, I don't know how long it took, but it seemed like it was a back to back to back type of day, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, so remember the emotional whiplash. Right? Yeah, that's exhausting. For sure. All right, that's a wrap for this segment. If there was any ranking you really agreed with or disagreed with, politely tell us why using the hashtag, hashtag BTS Army Stories PPY on Twitter and make sure to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at PPY underscore podcasts. Let us know how you would have ranked the album in this segment too. So now we would like to introduce another fun game on our channel called Do You Think It Makes Sense? Where we provide a list of our top five songs to match the designated category and justify why we think it makes sense. Please note that these are our personal opinions and we want to use this segment to introduce our styles, our taste in music, our preferences to our listeners so you can get to know more about us. So before we start, how are you guys feeling? You ready? I'm ready to defend my choices. All right, because this one's going to be a tough one. I feel <laughs> like there's going to be a, a, a big debate. Okay. The rules are, we're going to provide a category. This category today is going to be top five vocal songs and top five rap line songs. So each person's kind of provide their top five ranking and then just justify why you think it's you know superior on your list and then we can you know talk about it okay so let's start with our top five vocal line songs hola you go first what's your top five vocal line songs Top five vocal line songs. The first one was House of Cards. The vocal is truly delivered. This is number one material. Like we cannot deny that, you know, everybody bodied their parts. Um, They slayed. No, like quite literally. Whoo, them high notes, the holding of the high notes, the building, the melody, the beat is number one. We all know it's everybody's number one. That's cool. What? Okay, so what vibe was it giving you? Because it's giving me like that's something that I would low-key think of in a James Bond movie I don't know if that's yes. okay I'm saying <laughs> did you say the same thing yes <laughs> yes like as soon as the song plays I see Mr. Bond himself right. down a hallway okay so definitely spy movie thank you okay so my number two was Dimple 
Dimple is like the cutest, the happiest, the most refreshing song. And I, again, think the vocal line delivered. Um, I understood the assignment. Um, it wasn't breathy. It was more airy. It was more on the airy side for Dimple. And that's why I feel like it's it's the right amount. Number yeah. two, quality. Number three, truth untold. Now, this is the right amount of breathy. Right. Right. Okay. So I'm glad. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you stick into the, <laughs> you on the same track as me. So I feel like truth and told though, it is a phenomenal song and it could easily, you know, on any other day, make top one, top two against the contenders above it, house of cars and dimples. I just feel like, you know, it's not necessarily there for me. Okay. My fourth one was lost. Of course, we knew that a song from the wings album was going to make its way onto this list. Your favorite era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like again, Lost was good. Um, I feel like it was definitely the right vibe for Wings era to have that type of vocal song. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just feel like it was good. Okay. And then my last one in honor of the segment is Do You Think It Makes Sense? Now that song is delicious. I'm not going to lie on it. Um, they knew what they was doing from the jump. I think this was dark and wild era. Mm-hmm. They understood the assignment. Although honorable mentions will be love is not over. Okay. But yeah, top five. Okay. I forgot about lost. That's a good one. I forgot mm-hmm. about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my top five, one, the truth untold. Mm-hmm. Hands down best vocal line song period i think i said that last uh podcast too i think you did it's so good i think even like the i think rm wrote it um basically he was saying like it was based off of a poem or a book or something and he kind of just um made a song out of it it was very um poetic Mm -hmm. Um, number two for me was house of cards it's also I was giving like it was giving spy James Bond vibes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. something different especially earlier being earlier in that era because they were all like giving hip-hop gangsta that (laughs) during those like times I guess this was it was when they were starting to make that transition yeah the transition yeah because this was the most beautiful moment in life so Mm -hmm. we I think we were so used to like hip-hop gangsta music mm-hmm. for them now transitioning to kind of the vibe that we know of them now mm-hmm. number three is love is not over this mm-hmm. would be higher on my list if I would have probably discovered it earlier mm-hmm. but I think in the last like year or so I've discovered this song I think it was like one of the outros so yeah it is it was like very hidden like Unless you maybe did the full length version on the most beautiful moment in life, like Young Forever, mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't really guess it was a full song. So, I think that song was so good. I think it was your honorable honorable, yep, it's my honorable yeah. mentions. Yeah, so I think it displayed the voices very uh, voices very well. Um, it was kind of my like vibe when I think of a ballad. That was that was my vibe. Okay, is um, zero o'clock. I love the message of zero o'clock like being like having the message saying like okay you can start over and like be happy Mm -hmm. things things are not um they don't last like it won't last that long your struggle won't last that long like things like that those type of messages really get me because they're so relatable like little simple things you would get mad over the day and then they're reminding you like, okay, when that clock hits, no, zero o'clock, you'll be happy again. It's the new day. So I thought that was really good. You know what? Uh, I hate to interject, but I I love to interject at this point Mm because that same feeling is exactly why I like Ugg, but for the fact that it's okay to like let that frustration out. So I completely understand that feeling that 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 Mm -hmm. zero o'clock gives you. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then five um, is our segment title, Do You Think It Makes Sense? It gives me R&B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, they like, explain it. Explain it. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I say explain what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's so good. I don't think people know about that one as much either. Um, 
But I think if you're not body rolling when they say an explain it, you're not listening. To the song, okay, <laughs> right. It's so good because you didn't hear like the R and B vibes. <laughs> and then my honorable mention was Dimple. I think you had that in your top. Yeah, that was my number yeah. two. If I I could if I could rank six, it would be Dimple because I thought Dimple was really good. And then if you watch um, Magic Shop Busan the DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, when they performed it, I think that was the first time they performed it, if I'm not mistaken. I thought the performance was really, really good too. It was very charming. Like right? it's, it's just so cute. Feel good. Yeah. Feel good. Yeah. Like, what about you, Tef? Yes. So so my number one was Truth Untold as well. Mm-hmm. And I agree. It is a great song. It showcases all their voices so nicely. And the lyrics behind it are just beautiful. So yeah, I I have to give it Truth Untold. And it was, Truth Untold was ranked high in my overall BTS favorites list. So so that one definitely had to be number one on this list for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second one for me was Zero O'Clock. Again, I agree. Same thing, same reasons that you were saying, Raya, like that, that whole message of just like, you know, when you're having a bad day, when things aren't going well, when you're just like everything just maybe seems like it's going wrong that day but like getting up the next morning starting new it yeah zero o'clock happens and you start over and that one has been a good one for me Mm -hmm. and then number three was dimple Um, again i agree (laughs) like the performance on magic shop was so good so cute and i think of that that performance specifically every time i think of that song and i'm just like they're just so cute and they just sing it so well and (laughs) It's, mm-hmm. just, it's just such a great song they do such a great job with it uh number four was house of cards okay. had to give it up to that song I agree it was very different sound again they did amazing with it i definitely know like the first time i heard it i was like oh this is very different than a lot of their other stuff so i had to give it up to that song mm-hmm. and five which was not, not this one is different from anyone you guys had you guys did not have this on your list was butterfly oh okay yeah I I really like that one I will say too when they sang it at the yet to come concert uh sounded just amazing too so well I thought butterfly had rap line on it no no just vocals it might just be vocals you would be right okay good list it seems like we all had do you have an honorable mentions today um I did not. Uh, that's okay. okay. Do you think of anything? Okay. We all had pretty similar songs, so yeah. Yeah, I think Butterfly was different because because nobody else had that on their list. Mm-hmm. Um, Lost was good. Lost was different on yeah, my. Lost was a good one. Mariah, yours kind of like had a combination of both of ours. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so let's do top rap line song so tail you can go first on this one all right uh my number one for rap line was cypher part one or sorry not part one cypher part four mm-hmm. okay. that sounds better yeah. <laughs> sorry i was like no nope, we were all one. like oh okay <laughs> sorry part four mm-hmm. um, and i will say for this one i really liked so during sugar's concert he did a medley and this was one of them on it. And why? That also like built my love for this song too, was hearing it like sung live there. So mm-hmm. um, number two was Dang. Mm-hmm. And I think I had said this before, this one was like high on my list for songs. Um, or when we did like the say or the save one drop one. There we go. Mic drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said that I would save this one. So yeah, this one had to rank high on my on my top five. Number three was Ugg, and uh, yeah, again, I'm, I always think of the Mott's one performance with them, like, in the ring with each other. Oh, yeah. Such a great performance. Um, but so good. And then number four was Outro Tear. Mm-hmm. And this one also ranked more higher on my list more recently when I also learned that the lyrics to the song had more to do with they're like almost break up in 2018 yeah 
So when I heard like that was more of those lyrics, I had to like go back and listen to it. And I was like, okay, I think the the song is so much different than what I originally thought. So yeah, definitely. they were talking about that in was it Swishita? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. They yeah, Chuga was talking about it in Swishita. So I was like, okay. Um, and then my last one, number five, was Cipher Part Three. Okay. 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 I think they said during their yet to come concert that this one was probably going to be a retired song of theirs now. <laughs> yeah, so they were not performing it anymore, which is yeah. so sad. Yeah. Do you have any honorable mentions? Not that I could think of. All right. What about you, Tola? Okay, so for my rap line, you already know what my number one is. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've been I saying that the last, like, and will and will continue to say it forevermore okay i will forever be like my number one song as i said before i literally created a playlist around it that says if i am listening to this it's already late i'm mad okay. granted even though the playlist title may be a little deceiving it's my cool down let me take a bit let me think about you know my my emotions type of playlist but that's what I uh, like it, it inspired, you know, mm -hmm. that's what it, it brought forth because it was my okay song. So as you said, with the zero clock, that told you, you know, it's okay to restart your day, things happen, but you know, every day is a different and it brings forth new opportunities. That's my girl. It's okay to stress relief. Everybody stress relieves. It's normal. Mm -hmm. It's worse to hold it in. It is a, a, a perfect part of human function. Right. Just sigh let it out but keep moving forward that's yeah. that's what that song gave to me so my number two is tear okay. um for the emotional um aspect of it as well but i'll tell you alone hobie ate that up he did, okay. he did. <laughs> carried that song is so we number two okay right. so <laughs> Tier is just, and then, ooh, I just see him in that all black outfit. If you know the one I'm talking about, then yes. you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's just a whole vibe. Honestly, Tier was great. I think they, again, put their foot into that. And Taylor, as you said, like that song inspired, or that was, that song was inspired by their potential, well, not potential, almost mm -hmm. disbandment. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, I feel like, yes, you can feel the emotions that they wanted in that song. And again, like having Hobie close out the song, like he came forward with it. He did. Good, good. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> let me calm down. Okay, so my number three was Dang. Um, I don't know, the lyricism, uh, RM definitely carried. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, actually, I don't know who carried because they all came pretty hard. Definitely not. I, I feel good. like, um, I don't know, they just, they delivered in the best way possible. And then with the hints of their cultural music mm -hmm. and like, um, what is it? Uh, ancestral instruments. I couldn't tell you what the instrument was, but just like how they incorporated that into Dang made it that much better. Cause I, mm -hmm. I know like they do it from time to time, but like realistically, how often do we hear them incorporate like cultural instruments? Right. I think they even like for their, performances the first oh, the, their outfit yeah yeah weren't they in like hanbok yeah exactly so it was really cool to see mm -hmm. so dang is number three my number four was cypher part four love the message love the song love my sugar book sugar was not coming to play with nobody <laughs> give me the mic and go sit down that's what <laughs> they said ate it up and we got part four um Honestly, that's the only cipher that made it on this list. Really? Well, I have honorable mentions, but yeah, cipher part four is the only one. And that was a very hard decision because I knew I wanted a cipher on this top five list. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know which one was giving more. So my number five was her. I okay. feel like her was just very more so uplifting. It was giving old school um, type of vibes for me. I feel like at least with rm's part it was it was giving more of a i don't want to say like maybe like late 90s maybe just 90s era type of vibe mm -hmm. type of hip-hop vibe okay so that's what i got from that my honorable mention was cypher part two okay ate it up 
Uh, that one, okay, so maybe next one, we're going to have to see who ate up the ciphers more. Yeah, that might be, yeah, it might be. Like, who, who just took it and said, this is my joint. And I think that's what made it so hard was because each of them deliver so differently mm-hmm. whenever they're on a cipher track. Even to the point where, you know, Cypher, what was it, one or two, the track changed because, mm-hmm. like, the flow was so different. And I feel like, for the most part, the track changes because their flows change. And sometimes their flows continue to ch- Like, I remember one of them, RM hit us with, like, five different flows. And I said, sir, I'm trying to breathe. Like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, so that's my list of Tear Dang, Part 4, and Her. Okay. Pretty good, pretty good. I think all of ours are probably going to be similar mm-hmm. when it comes to what songs are on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so my top song for rap line was Dang. Mm-hmm. I mentioned before how just like like you said, Tola, the lyricism, the use of the word um, in many different forms, mm-hmm. like the way they explained um, how they wrote it was just top tier for me. My Second song on the list is Cypher Part 3. Like you guys were saying, it was really hard to figure out which Cypher was like better than the other. So I think it would be a really good good segment to rank those and maybe figure out who ate the most. So I agree we should do that next week. Um, But Cypher Part 3 was, I guess, more raw, Mm -hmm. but still polished part three is with supreme boy correct or is that no that was two two okay that's two no i'm sorry it might be it might be three it might be pretty i think he actually i think he was in i told you supreme boy is their eighth member like stop playing first and foremost yeah i think he was actually in the first three (laughs) i might be wrong so i don't know but anyway um i think and i can explain this a little bit later too when i talk about the other ciphers but um he's three, part three sorry yeah part three was giving it was polished mm-hmm. but still gave us like the raw energy of what a cypher is supposed to be like that rough like um that it wasn't like different it was different tracks um everyone had a different flow like mm-hmm. it, just, it really stood out of like okay this is my part this is you know Namjoon's part this is Sugar's part this is J-Hope's part it was still giving that raw uncut um Number three was Tear because of the message. Like it hits harder when you know, like, okay, that was a point of time where they were struggling. Um, also agree that uh, Dior J Hope is superior J Hope when he's in that black <laughs> Dior suit. Oh my goodness, Hobie. He knew, he knew too. Hey. I was like, don't you ever rap at me in that outfit again. Right, just uh, gorgeous. And number four is Cypher Part Four mm-hmm. um, for me because I feel like this song, the beat, just anybody, I think any rap uh, enthusiast can listen to the song and appreciate it without knowing who BTS is. Because it, it is more polished, it flows a little bit better from you know person to person. I think they finally figure out like their distinct flows when it comes to rapping you can clearly like hear okay this is how sugar raps and he kind of raps that way without throughout his um his own songs and this is how mm-hmm. j-hope raps and this is how mm-hmm. not raps they finally have a like definitive sound of, to themselves but it lost to me it lost that like uncut raw aspect of it too because when you think of a cypher you think people like rap battling so like when you have something too polished it could lose that essence you know yes but question do you think they did it to match the era which is wings because i feel like that whole era and the whole album itself is very polished maybe i also i think it was two more of like their last one Mm -hmm. um and um maybe they were just more defined and how they do things maybe they were polishing up their image too in a way mm-hmm. um so that c- it could all you know come to play so it could be uh, and then last was ug also a great song 
Um, I just, I don't know what I wanted more, but I wanted something more from this song. And that's why it's like lower on my list. This is offensive to me and my ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a great song. Like I'll, I'd be like, oh, oh, like in the car. Mm-hmm. So I get it. And I get why it's the top of your list, but I think it was missing something to me for me. And I don't know why. Like the 18 count of throwing it back wasn't <laughs> enough for you, ma'am? I don't know. Maybe the chorus could have had a little bit more. I don't know. But <laughs> J-Hope definitely was my favorite um, mm-hmm. verse on that song. Um, and then Audible Mentions is Cypher Part 2. Okay. I think it wasn't Cypher Part 2. I think you were mentioning this Tola earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it was very raw, mm-hmm. but not as polished as we want. It was just so much going on. I think they, that was the one they had like three totally different tracks. Mm-hmm. It was just like a lot, but it was still Even really- the track video. I think that's one of the things that attracted me to it too, mm-hmm. was yeah. like the animation of the track video for Cypher Part 2. If you've never watched it, please go do that. But it's it's very immersive. Yeah. Yeah. So honorable mention for sure. Okay. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the segment. Um like we were saying earlier, we would love to hear what you guys would rank the songs. Um, and you can follow us on social media via Instagram or Twitter and use the hashtag, um, hashtag ETS Army Stories PPY to let us know, you know, what your ranking would be. Or um, you can debate us if you like politely about um, what you guys thought of our rankings as well. going to wrap up with our last segment of the episode, one we hope you are starting to become familiar with. And this segment is called, Could You Please Silence Your Cell Phone? A segment where we cover the who, what, where, when, and why of all BTS related news, promotions, and media content that occurred in the past week. All we ask is that you grab a snack, sit back, relax, and silence your cell phone. Allow us to tell you what's been going on in the realm of BTS. So in recent news, and you know, it's only been a week, so so much only happens in a week, right? Right. We have a, a few updates. One, if you are an avid watcher or enjoyer of Running Man, Young will be making an appearance on the episode that is set to broadcast on December 3rd of 2023. I have caught a few episodes of Running Man. I don't know if y'all have ever watched it, caught some episodes, but it's actually fun. I haven't. There's so there's episodes from years ago where they appeared on Running Man. It was actually really funny. <laughs> is that so the like, one where it's like a variety show and they're yes. on in the school? Do no no no. So you're thinking of knowing bros. Oh. Um, where they're in the school uniforms and they go and they play fun games in that classroom setup. With yeah. Running Man, they can be out in public they can be out in the field they're basically have little games and things that they have to complete and do so one could be like they have to be at a shipping yard and move boxes i think that was literally the episode that they were on as a group back in maybe 2017 2018 what era did sugar have blue hair oof you know what blue onto that that highlighter highlighter blue blue. yeah Yeah. so whatever era that was i think DNA, I think it was DNA. Or both, or, yeah, that year. So it was around that time. I know they went on there maybe twice around that time. So if you guys ever want to go watch it, definitely do. It was so adorable. They were falling for Jimin with his cuteness that he, I think he literally hustled them into doing whatever the activity was for them. <laughs> I was like, don't let this boy play you. Right. <laughs> so that's Running Man. Okay, and I believe Jin was on that show prior to his military that was one of his he may have been things that he did recently okay yeah so definitely um keep an eye out for that and i'm gonna go keep an eye out for the gen episode as well so that is coming december 3rd 2023 next jungkook took home the top global k-pop song with seven at the 2023 billboard music awards (laughs) right 
Okay, so we see him. We see him doing what he has to do. Um, on top of that, Jungkook is also the first Korean soloist in nine years to win a Brit silver certification. Now, nine years ago, Psy won it with Gangnam Style. And y'all know how Gangnam Style... Iconic. Oh, woo! So to imagine how big Cookie's songs, it, yeah. like his album had to have been... Yeah. Because yeah. Gangnam Style had everybody in a choke. Like, that choke right. was so Internationally. unserious. Mm -hmm. So, shout out to him. Because in nine years, to be the first Korean in nine years, that's amazing for you. That's amazing for, you know, the culture, for the people as well. So, right. shout mm -hmm. out to you. Um, also, idol group brand Reputations dropped. And BTS, again, topped this list with a reputation index of 6,057,076. Now, get this. The key words that they used to kind of get this um, reputation index, the highest key words were Jungkook and Jimin. So I don't know what the boys have been doing that has everybody searching them up on X and YouTube and Twitter and the internet. But... <laughs> They were bringing in the people, okay. of course, you know, Cookie's golden promotions. Yes. And maybe yeah. I guess um, with um, Jungkook's face album, it wasn't that long ago. Jimin's, yeah. Yeah, Jimin's. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, Jungkook has also been very active on, on not Twitter, on TikTok. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so, just... definitely getting them up there so congrats to them on that um and then also the melon music awards are coming up and bts has been nominated for a few categories actually so they were yes yes they were nominated for artist of the year um jimin was nominated for album of the year with his face ep and then mm -hmm. there is a section called the millions top 10 awards i'm not necessarily familiar with what this is and you know maybe that'll be my homework to dive deeper into this but for this specific award and i'm assuming that it's one of those awards where multiple um people win under the category because there were a plethora of nominees mm -hmm. um within that category uh suga won with his augusty d-day album not one i'm sorry was nominated Jimin mm -hmm. was nominated with his face ep um cookie was nominated with his seven single and i assume it's only the single because um maybe that debut or that came out before the cutoff mm. um, that's just my assumption if anybody knows definitely let us know and also v was nominated with layover so imagine that <laughs> having to compete against each other but if there's multiple winners hopefully everybody everybody's a winner everybody wins everybody wins <laughs> they were also nominated for best male group Jungkook was nominated for Best Solo Artist, and the group as a whole was nominated for Kakao Bank Favorite Star Award. So I'm assuming that is also another one where they have multiple um, winners under a category. So those were all of their nominations for the Melon Music Award. It'll be exciting to see, you know, how that turns out. Uh, I'm sure that they will do amazingly well, regardless of whether they win or not. They are doing their thing so yeah. awesome next we have standing next to you got its second win on m countdown and i actually need to go see those m countdown performances because if there's one thing i love to do it is watch and our guests um do their music bank or m countdown performances because you know they're their outfits they've eaten it up right they're so good choreography on point everything mm -hmm. on point so yeah and then lastly, in our little news section, on Such a Suga interviewed the iconic first-gen legend, Um Jong-Hwa. That, when I saw that, I personally had a little fangirl moment. I love her. I love her music. She is literally a first-gen idol. And apparently, she actually attended um, Hobie's album release party, which I thought was really Oh, nice. I think it's great that they are able to have those connections with a lot of the first gen and second gen artists, them being a third gen K-pop group themselves. You know, those first gen and second gens are very iconic individuals. And for them to be one coming out to release parties and supporting the boys right. and recognizing the work that they're doing, I think that's great within the K-pop community. Yeah. So if you have a chance, go check out her interview. She is a wonderful person as well. And you could tell Sugar just had a wonderful time having her on the show. 
So yeah, that wraps up our session of can you silence your cell phone? Please feel free to unsilence your cell phone. Put your snack away and <laughs> join us next week for our next little news session. All right, guys, so that concludes this week's episode. For each episode, we would love to share your hashtag BTS Army stories or answer any questions you may have for us. You can submit these stories via Twitter at PPY underscore podcast or via email at BTS Party Party Yeah and Co at gmail.com. That's BTS Party Party Yeah A-N-D-C-O at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us on our third episode and we look forward to continue to grow with you guys have a great night bye (laughs) bye